Welcome to the Dallas Soccer Show. I'm Dustin Nation, and I've got Armand Kafai with me this week. How's it going, Armand? I'm doing good. Another week to talk FC Dallas. I guess, is this my trial run? Am I in, like, the third week now? Like, I think, what is uh, this? The honeymoon period? I don't know. You're, uh, I think you got a couple more weeks before you're fully vested. So. So what's and, the next step my hazing? Um, we're going to make you talk about XG later. I mean, uh, <laughs> okay, I like that. I like that. I like that. Alrighty. Uh if we do have a new puppy at the nation household, um Stevie Gerard is here. And so if you hear any like crazy loud barking, that would be who is is making the noise. So actually actually my dog does crazy loud barking too, Cody. So it might be just one of our dogs. I don't know. That's true. Okay. All know. right. Well well mine's new and, and a puppy, so we'll blame him. Yeah, Cody's, yeah, that's a, good, fair, Cody's that's fair. a good dog. Sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> All right. So this weekend on Saturday night, FC Dallas traveled up to Minnesota. They played the Minnesota United FC Loons, and it was a a less than desirable result, I'd say. Um, well, I will give the, I'll give my shot at a recap this week. How about that, Armand? I'll haze myself. Oh yeah, that's that's the best the recaps. Oof. Have fun, especially <laughs> right. a game that had one goal. Have fun. Have fun. All right. Well, so it was a game that FC Dallas largely dominated possession-wise, but rarely threatened in goal-wise. They the first half they looked really well, really good. There was movement. There was passing until they came to that final ball into the box, and they just couldn't put put it together um, in the first half, probably the first 30 minutes, they started to go down a little bit. Then the most bizarre thing happened at the end of the half. And that's, that's probably the highlight of the half. I think is that uh, Brian Acosta got a yellow card and what he got the yellow card for was that Baltimore Toledo. uh, If you're an FC Dallas fan for any length of time, you understand who that is. um, Called a, called for a free kick and as we were lining up to take the free quick kick, he bizarrely <laughs> called halftime while we were in the middle of trying to take the free kick and get things sorted out. And Acosta apparently popped off to him in Spanish and then got a yellow card. So that was very interesting. Um, we can maybe talk about that a little bit here in a bit. If there's anything to talk about besides that, it was just weird. And then in the second half, it was kind of more of the same. FC Dallas started off with some some more pressure and some good possession, and then as the match went on, didn't do anything with it. And by the end of the match, there was this weird. I'm using the term weird a lot in this game because it it was just it it was things you just don't see all the time. But FC Dallas just had a defensive collapse. They had uh, the somebody got the ball at the top of the box. I forget the player. Then the FC Dallas, they had three defensemen collapse in on him. The guy got a shot off still. Gregus. Jesse Gonzalez. Gregus. Gregus. John Gregus. 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 Yep. There you go. Thank you, Armand. Clutch. <laughs> uh, Gregus takes the shot. Gonzalez makes the a heck of a save, but it pops right to the waiting def- um, attacker for Minnesota, who is all by his lonesome and pops the ball into the back of the net. And then... Following that, you just when you think it's about over, FC Dallas gets a penalty 
uh, one which we didn't think was going to get given until Toledo went to VAR and then gave the 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 penalty, which Reto Ziegler then missed at the death of the game. There was maybe a shout for another penalty with Hedges getting shoved in the back, but a, by that point, the game was pretty well over. So uh, disappointing night up in Minnesota, 1-0 final score, Minnesota over FC Dallas. Armand, are there any positives to take away from this game? Look, I think fans are going to look at me and say I'm a little wild, but I thought that game was very positive. But here's the thing. Are there really moral victories like that in MLS? I don't know, because look, it's a road game, and Dallas took the game to Minnesota. They dominated possession, and look, we hear that all the time. MLS road games are always difficult. We know this. MLS teams are terrible on the road. There's a lot of reasons why. Travel, I mean... I mean, you have to travel cross country sitting squished up in economy, like, uh, like, and then you have to play a game later. Like, uh, like we do that normally as normal, normal human beings in economy, but we don't have to go play a game a day later. So, I mean, it, it does have an effect. And with Dallas, I mean, they took the game to them. Lucha Gonzalez set the team up for success. They took the game to them. They, I would say, dominated possession. They really, really were dictating the games at some point. Paxson Pomoko was getting the best out of, of season vet in Ozzy Alonso, and then just it went down. Like I think it was around the 80th minute or 75th minute where just he fell starting to go down. And Dallas actually conceded a lot of possession in the end. And that's what, and that's what kind of led to the goal. I mean, the, it was kind of building Dustin. I'll not describe it to you, but it was just building. It wasn't like all at once, but it was just building up to that point. You're like, they're going to concede at some point, either now or later. Yeah. You could kind of feel it coming. You could, it, like you said, it wasn't just an onrush. It was just slowly, steadily Minnesota having more and more pressure and more and more possession in our in our area. And then then it happened. Lo and then and behold. It, and, then it, and then it happened. And Brian Acosta, would you call, is that a lazy lunge in your opinion? Oh, in the end, or was like I'm kind of torn on it. Maybe I'll maybe I'm just looking at maybe from a different perspective. I'm not in his shoes. But I just feel like maybe he didn't have to lunge. Like he could have, I don't know, maybe done something different. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, okay. Let's talk about Acosta later. Oh, okay. You uh, want to save I've yourself. Some thoughts. Yeah, you're going to save yourself. Thoughts. You want to save but, yourself. But let's, we'll keep that in mind. Um, And I, I think that, I don't think it was a lazy lunge. Okay. I think fair. it was a hyper aggressive lunge. That's fair. So, I mean, there are some positives to take out of that game, but how many positives can you take out of a game you end up with zero points? Uh, not positive points, but I mean, listen, for 30 minutes in the first half and for about 20 minutes in the second half, you saw what, what Lucci was wanting to accomplish with his, with his side. Like you saw exactly what he is described in his vision. And when he talks about the way he wants to play, you saw it, you saw Paxton leading the charge. You saw, you know, the, the lines linking up, which you don't always see, um, there were, it was the defensive cohesiveness. The midfield was dominant. The defense was tidy. Um, but then we have that same problem that's plugged us several times this season. And I, someone's someone should ask Lucci about about like what do you do? I will to Tuesday. To, I'll do it Tuesday. All right. Yep. All right. So you better watch uh, Armand's watch pieces and stuff. I'm sure. I, I, I am. Yep. 
I was actually thinking of the same thing. Yeah. What do you do to, to shore up the, like the last, to just close out a game? Do we, we don't really have that, I guess, closer. If you're going for a, at that point, you know, you're away, it's nil nil. There's 10 minutes left in the game. You, I think you go for that point, right? I mean, I feel like you do too, but is that Luchi Gonzalez's mentality? And I think that's the disconnect, right? Because he True. said, uh, and it's like, you know, post game, we, we want to go for three points. If we lose, we lose, but we win for three points. I think it's a little bit too aggressive a mindset. I think, I yeah. think you might agree, Dustin, especially in a league like MLS, where in the Western Conference, where spots are up there for grabs, you take a point. You take a point. I think you have to. Now, I've seen several different takes on this online on the old interwebs. Oh, God. About, yeah, right. Yeah, don't go there. <laughs> um, about whether or not FC Dallas conceded more pressure, that pressure, or whether they just let off. So, like, were they inviting that pressure to try to, like, soak it up and and just see it out? Or was that just a let off in the foot pedal to the metal department? What say you? <laughs> it's hard for me to answer. Um, it's tough. I, I can't tell you which one it is. And also at the same time, I was wrangling the new puppy and my parents being at my house. So like that part of the game is kind of like they probably about the 75th to the 85th minute. I don't really recall a whole lot besides the goal. I think they let Minnesota off the hook. I think they let them in the game. And remember when a team is at home, they get that second wind. The fans are starting to get involved. I mean, Minnesota has a wonderful fan base, wonderful stadium. The players starting to get alive. The sub, the, the substitutes. I mean, Mason Toy came in, pride and impact, and he's been on fire. Um, I, I, especially in the away game, you can't let the other team just stick in it. Like you have to either get that girl, get that goal, don't miss that opportunity, or you know, set up shop and kind of shut them down. Because a home team in MLS always has the advantage, no matter what anyone says. Like, no matter what anyone says. I, I think it's just, to me, it's it's very... I don't know if FCL said anything wrong, except maybe just not finish their opportunities. Which, I mean, I don't know if they had that many to begin with, but... Yeah, they, they didn't have them because that's the service into the box just, just wasn't there. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about that. So, wh- why why not bring on it? You know, in the 80th minute, why not bring on Brisson? Or, uh, I mean, that, that's really the only person I can think of that you would maybe Jacory Jacory and just Jacory, yeah, shore up, shore up right in front of the defense. Um, like I mean, it's 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 just that it's just that mentality, Dustin. Right? Like, if yeah. Lucy wants to go for the win, is he going to do that? That game, and I cannot blame him for that, because that game it felt like Dallas was the team that was going to win. I mean, to be honest with you, you can't, you can't, you can sit this game and be disappointed, but you can't tell me in the sixty fifth or sixty seventh minute you're like, oh, Dallas is going to get this goal to win it. They're going to take this points on the road. Like you, you, you can't tell me you didn't think that. And look, it's easy to say in you know hindsight's twenty twenty, right? You can say, oh, they probably should have shored up or whatever, but during the moment. <laughs> They were the protagonists. They were dominating. They were taking it to game in Minnesota. That's just, and I think that's why Lucci said, no, I'm not going to do that. But you, if you do that, you got to take the criticism that comes back with it as well. And maybe 
is Lucci going to learn and say, you know what, maybe we should have played more defensively? I don't know. Is he going to take it and say, should we, you know, maybe maybe we should have more attacking at some points? I don't know. But it's all, the, it's all about the philosophy. It's all that thing. And Lucci wants to win. He doesn't want to draw or lose. He wants to win, even on the road. And that's and you see that first off in the way they play. They talk to me about the Atlanta game all the time and saying, that's not how we want to play. They got the result, but that's not how they want to play. They want to sure. dominate the ball, possess, go out there, take the game to the opponent, be the protagonist, which uh, they use a lot in Latin America to say, be the guy who dictates the game, who is taking the game to the opponent. And they weren't. And they say, you know what? That wasn't our best game, but we got three points, but it wasn't our best game. This is one of these results. And Lucci did this once to me. I, I, you can't really put that into words, right? You can't like put moving your hands up and down into like words, like on like a to read. But he said, sometimes our performances were here and he has hand high and the points we got were zero. But sometimes our performances were bad, lower, and we got three points. We want to get that balance to where they're both at the top. And I mean, that's one of those performances again where the performance was great, but points were zero. Yep. Another interesting thing about that match was new boy Edwin Giassi made his debut. I know uh, Armand has a brilliant scouting piece on him up on Pro Soccer USA. I'll do your plugging for you, okay? Okay, I'm all ears. <laughs> um, where he he actually became a member of a scouting service and watched a ton of footage. Uh, he was sending me clips of, hey, check this out, watch this. Um, so I think there are links to some of those up on the, on the, on the article as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so um, Edwin Giassi comes in in the 76th minute. What did you make of that last 14 minutes of a plus change for Edwin Giassi? We talked about this, Dustin, off the mic. <laughs> Small sample size, man. You can't. You can't yep. make it. You can't make it. You can't make a clear judgment off. That. I mean, from what I did see, it was quite literally everything I wrote in the scouting report. To be honest with you, um, <laughs> very wants to always go on, cut onto his left foot, and it does take him away from goal. It does push him into the thing into situations. They put him on the left side at one point. Put him on the right side. Had him be an inverted winger. Tried to cut out left, and sometimes this wasn't working. Had a couple dribbles. It, it really, it's really difficult for me to say, take anything away from this match, Dustin, because of how small the sample size, you know, maybe, maybe a full week of training. There's so many other things you got to get used to. I think Steve Davis mentioned on the air, there's so many other things you have to get used to. I mean, okay. Attacking is a part of it, but the press, the dropping back to play defense, like these are all aspects that Jossie or Jesse, I guess, haven't really, you know, he hasn't had time to, uh, you know, get you know what people are talking about. His own one footed, yeah, he is one footed, but he, he's pretty freaking good with that one foot. If he has opportunities and time, he, he, fourteen minutes, I can't make a judgment. Yeah, and that, I mean, he got the ball two or three times, maybe that I can remember. The only thing that I was thinking about whenever I saw him, he he did. He looks like he's got a lot of moves and some some dribbling behind him, like you said in your article. The only thing that in that game that I saw is that he did dribble himself into holes like in not good holes, like not space, but into he double triple teaming and then was unable to do anything once he got there. Like he just would work it over and dance around the ball and stuff. So, um, but I don't, I mean, I'm not going to judge him on that. There's, I can't, I'm not going to say he's 
two one-footed, and he's another FC Dallas one-footed failing failed signing. It's 14 minutes. It's two to three times he got the ball. Hold off. No, uh, no, no panic yet. No, I agree. But was there anyone that you were disappointed by, Dustin? That's outside of Brian Acosta, so we we'll get to that later. Um. We, we, okay, let's talk about this. Since we're I, we're, I, we're Team Baji fan club, right? Right. I was not impressed by the performance. No, it was pretty flat. It was very flat. And to be honest with you, I thought the whole offensive performance was flat. Yeah, I was going to mention Barrios. I don't think that I don't think that was a fantastic outing by him. His decision making on that last ball, he he did what he normally did, but then he just he just have a brain fart right at the time at the time to send the ball in or to make a decision. I mean, you can't you can never fault his work ethics. You can never fault his speed and his attempts, like his desire to go get the ball. Uh, but that last that final ball in that final decision that he has to make just wasn't there this this time, and it's been there the past two months. He's been one of our best players, if not our midseason MVP, if, I think. if not the only attacking player that they have on <laughs> right? this team right now. Uh, so, you know, it's disappointing to, that everybody has a flag game at the same time, but, um, you know, not ready to trade him or anything. <laughs> I I was not, I wasn't impressed with Bodge's performance. I think he had a chance to make a stake. Hey, this is why I'm starting forward. And you know what? He kind of made me a new eater words, but we're okay. It's fine. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, we could, we can cry about it later off the mic. Um, but is this time for my uh, rant of the episode? Sure, let's go for a rant. Are we gonna Are we gonna move from the forwards back to the midfield for this rant? Oh no, we're staying at the forwards. Okay, let's, let's hear it. We, well, Ben Bear, first off, friend of mine. Uh, I worked with him when GA Cup was here at MLS. Tweet out this graphic about the expected goals. For FC Dawson, I said, I see Dustin laughing. We can see Jared's faces right now. I see him laughing because he knows this just makes me really mad. As a guy who studied analytics for two days now, um, I am a, a so-called so expert. Pro. I'm yeah. an expert. Look, a lot of people are like, Dallas, you know, they they really, you know, they, they, they outplayed Minnesota. You know, look at the XG right here. They did. They did. Well, a lot of people don't realize and it's very tough because no one mentions this and this, it really bothers me because it's so misleading is Dallas's expected goal includes the penalty kick Ziegler took which is not from the open which is not from the run of play which doesn't really help with what expected goal actually is right expected goal you know you you want to see more how many chances you're producing or could have made or how many but they're getting the right positions to score Etc. You know, expect assist. Okay, am I getting the right pass in the right position to find the right guy? You know, XG is more like okay, I'm in the right position to score, which is why a lot of people like using that to say is a forward doing good rather than goals. If a forward has like maybe 20 XG and maybe 15 goals, right? Okay, the the five differences, he's not a clinical finisher. Something is wrong. He should be probably finishing opportunities or something is blocking him. Right? Am I am I, am I right, Dustin? Is that the fair understanding? That it, I'm going to go with it. Sweet. So Dallas. Well, this is from another website. Had an XG uh, initially. It was like 1.65. It's like 1.55, right? Penalties account for around 0.6 to 0.75 of your XG. Take that off. They're drastically lower. They did not create that many opportunities against Minnesota. Outside of that Barrios chip effect, which I think was the highest one, Minnesota had the best opportunities. I mean, what was it? The Angelo Rodriguez and the the Darren Quintero early like chance at the thirtieth minute that he stopped him on the doorstep. They had a couple of more chances here or there. Um, 
Mason Toys thing was like a point six. Uh, his, his goal was like a point six. Like Dallas outplayed Minnesota in every aspect, but creating chances, and that matches the eye test. I think yep. it matches the eye test as well. They Michael Barrios, the only guy who's producing for his team, and this might this is this entering a transition. Are we into transition to my uh, next take? Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. And it. I got nothing to nothing to rebut or add to that, so we'll just move on. And it doesn't bother me, but a lot of people are like, oh, Paxson, you add something. I think Paxson's offensive ability is overrated, and it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. I think us as sometimes as pundits, sometimes as fans, we look at what Paxson does. Like, oh, you know, like, we all thought he was an offensive player, right? Like, remember, everyone's like, he's a 10. He played 10 academy, and then it comes to fruition. He's actually a hardworking eight that wins up, wins the ball and links and links play. Doesn't necessarily create, but links those long balls from the middle to find the wing. Is that really creating a chance? I don't think so. I think it's more of a linking play of, okay, I'm linking the midfield and I'm putting the wing in a good position to create that chance. Sure. If that, if, and it, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And he can do that by those passes or by doing those charging runs that he does through the midfield. Exactly. Exactly. That, and I don't think that's his offensive capability. And I don't think we should be judging him as that. I just no. don't. I just, a lot of people like Paxton's offensive this or that, you know. I don't think we should expect Paxton to lead an offensive role, which is a little bit of a problem, right? If you look at that midfield, if yeah. if Paxton's our most advanced, is, is the team's most advanced guy? I don't know, so, man. So what's the answer then? If it's not Paxton? I think Paxton's decision would be playing that role that Acosta plays, right? Okay. Like that eight. So then, but then, then the question is, then what? Is it? I think there's a, there's a hole there. I yep. think there's a hole there, and I th- maybe Jesus can be that, that that guy there. Maybe that's a little bit more advanced, but not a ten, but more advanced. Play a little bit below a forward. We've seen him play as open year cup. So far, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. why not? I mean, I, 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 I think potentially it's an overrate, maybe a little bit of overrating of Paxson's ability at forward, and again, it's not his fault. That's it's not. I think we just as pundits and again as fans, I think we put too much expectation on that. Right. I, I can see that. Uh, I'll uh, I'll go along with you there too. I mean, he, you're right. He doesn't make a whole lot of chances. He does the linking play. The more that now that you say that, that's I'm thinking out loud here uh, because I haven't really had a chance to think about it. But I think that uh, I mean, the thing that made me think about it was his was his, his expected assist numbers. They're not even like they're not phenomenal. Like point one. Barros is triple that. Like point three. And like, I know not looking at numbers is like everything, you know, right? Like football is always, so you see with your eyes, like numbers can't be everything, but they can give you a glimpse. I just, I just, I, I just, I just don't see it, Dustin. Like I, I understand it and I understand why people think it. I just, from my eyes, I don't see it. Yeah. Well, so if, if Paxton moves back to, to take that Brian Acosta role, let's talk about Brian Acosta for a second. Oh God. All right. So let me ask you this, Armand. Um, and I know my answer to this, but do you think that Brian Acosta is too over ambitious? If the question, if the question is, if he's on a yellow card, do I think they get another one? Yeah. And yeah. if he takes long shots like crazy? Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like 
his success at the early or at the outset of the season with that that volley, it feels like he has that license to take those all the time. Steve Davis mentioned on the broadcast that he was out watching practice and he just kept skying those just like he did in the game. And so there, there's that, that aspect to it where he just is over ambitious. He takes really, really ambitious shots. One went in. How many haven't? I mean, that one was a worldie, but every single one of those, else, he looks like Mario Balotelli out there. But, but, and that's just one aspect. Then the other aspect is, it, like you were saying right there, his, his, shall we say, tenacity on defense is just too much at times. He's, how many times this season has, have we held our breath as he's made a tackle in, in the box? A lot. And, and we pray that it's not going to get called for a penalty, right? He, how many times has he gotten a yellow card and then over committed, um, gone too hard, just not playing smart on a yellow card and you're just praying that he doesn't get that second yellow card. I feel like it's a every game scenario. And I think that his game would benefit from just calm it down just a little bit, right? Take, take your time, use your head a little bit more. I mean, this is easy for me to say a desk jockey, but <laughs> I mean, he's a prof- he's an elite athlete, right? You've got the game will slow down to you when if you take your time, look at your surroundings, and then make a make a good choice, right? You don't always have to be this reaction, charge in this reaction, just shoot willy nilly from God knows where on the volley, right? Just take a, take a breath, Brian Acosta. We love you. Take a breath. I, I like this. I, I like I like I like this little rant. I guess. It's nice. It's elegant. It's not like me. It's not like me aggressive. Thanks. This is the first rant I've had in a while. I I, I got I you can, hooked. I got you hooked. You, yeah, I know. I'm now. I need. I got to put these rants in my vein, and I'm gonna next next one. I'm gonna be shaking until I get another rant. Yeah, I feel like I'm mad every single time. <laughs> so I don't know why, but uh, you know, I'm not mad. <laughs> I agree. I agree. That's not agree. Hundred percent. Just sometimes this is over overzealous. Like it's just it's just bizarre. And, you know, I think last season, was, which was uh, Ziegler's first season, I think Ziegler suffered from the th- same thing. How many times did he make the, We call him the Ziegler stab, right? Where he just come out and just put his leg in there for come hell or high water, come red card or, or getting blown by and then leaving hedges out to dry, right? But this season, he's more methodical. He's taken its time. Adjustment period. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. Um, but he won't get that if Paxton plays there. I mean, I mean, honestly, like, I mean, I, I honestly don't know what you do in that situation. You can't bench a DP. I mean, you nope. could, but you're adding to a list of DPs such as, oh God, um, what? Christian Coman. Adam Geese is a is a uh, DP right now. Young DP, yeah. He's not even making benches. He gone. Mosquera, uh, he might be gone. And now you have Acosta. Yeah, that, yeah I, no. I don't know if that will happen, but I mean, that's just I'm not Luchi Gonzalez, but I just I'm just I'm just a guy who's who watches soccer sometimes, you know, <laughs> we are nerds with mics, something like that. All righty. Well, if you agree with us or disagree with us, you can find us on social media as at at Dallas Soccer Show. You can find Armand on Twitter as at Armand Cafe. 
That's K-A-F-A-I. Um, he's also, you can also find him on Pro Soccer USA, writing all the words, scooping all the scoops. Um, and then actually, if um, tonight, and as soon as we hang up here, Armand's going to jump on a Facebook Live with Big D Soccer's Big D Late Night or something like that. Probably butchering it, but um, you can find that on Big D's soccer page. Go support our man Armand and uh, hear him rant some more, I'm sure. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Love you. Take it easy.